on today's show. Can the Mavericks actually get Pascal Siakam? Are they in on that trade rumor? Let's talk about that. Is there hope? Can we hope? Let's talk about that and more today. It's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Maps your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Name one player you want the Mavericks to trade for about five weeks from the trade deadline. We're getting there. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we didn't really do it yesterday, so I'm just going to go ahead and let it ride. Oh, it feels good. Two-game win streak for the Mavs. Who cares if it's against the Blazers? Still a two-game win streak. So today's show, I'm going to answer a bunch of your questions. I took in a bunch of your questions on subtext. You can follow our subtext. You can get uh, text straight from me. You can text me, ask me questions. I'll respond to them. I did a mailbag this week. I've done uh, film reviews on games. I'll do another one for the last Blazers game. All kinds of stuff on there. T- uh, click the link in the description or text the number. It's like right there. You can see it right on the screen. There it goes. Uh, text the number and you can do a two-week free trial and if you like it then pay for it and it'll help the show and it helps me continue to do stuff like this so the more you guys put into that the more i'll be able to put into it uh answer a bunch of your questions tons of questions on trades it's always like 60 percent trade no matter what like trade talk questions no matter what the uh time of year is Uh, you know i love some trades so we'll talk about that we'll get into all that but i want to start with pascal siakam because he's somebody that is probably the best player that's going to be moved. He's the best player that is in trade talks right now, I believe. There's not like some other superstar out there. He's been an all-star twice. He's been an all-NBA twice. I mean, a two-time all-NBA player. Uh, unless you're Julius Randle. Like, that is a, that's a really good player. And he was the most improved player as well. Like, this is a guy that's won an NBA title and should be a guy that a bunch of teams are after because he can plug and play in a lot of different places. He's a four. He can play a little three, play a little bit of five. He can play with a bunch of different lineups. He can handle the ball in transition. He can play a little defense. He can shoot the three a little. Like, he's capable of shooting the three, but he hasn't shot well really since, like, 2020, uh, which is kind of concerning. But who, which guards has he played with, right? Like, if you come and play with Luka, look what just happened with, with Derek Jones Jr. So I want to talk about if there's an actual chance for Pascal Siakam because there was some – There's the only rumors we've really heard about Siakam and the Mavericks are from – Mark Stein, who said this, the Dallas Mavericks have indeed registered some exploratory trade interest in Siakam, league sources say. But one source over the weekend described their interest to me as overstated, which is the same as what they said about DeAndre Ayton. The Mavericks are indeed hoping to upgrade at the four spot, I'm told, but my sense is Siakam is not atop their wish list. To me, that says that they don't think that they can get him, right? And he also isn't like the best fit if you want it, like if you're going to go atop their wish list, right? And I'm not, I don't think they're thinking about Giannis or, you know, whatever else. But I think there are some players that are that could be atop their wish list that would fit better than what Siakam does. If you put Siak, if you plug Siakam into this lineup right now, you all of a sudden have Luka Kyrie, probably Derek Jones Jr. or Exum, and then Derek Lively and Pascal Siakam. 
then you then you really only have like two solid shooters, and they're both Luca and Kyrie. Lively, not shooting in the NBA as of right now. Siakam, not necessarily a solid shooter, but probably would be a better one when he comes to Dallas if he comes to Dallas. It's a Freudian slip. And then either Exum or Derek Jones Jr. have been good for the Mavericks shooting so far. But like you need somebody in that spot, like what Grant Williams was supposed to be, a 40% knockdown, like definite three-point shooter in that lineup. So you're just you're kind of messing with your spacing then. Would they be better in a bunch of different areas? Sure. Do I think they should do it if they had the opportunity? Absolutely. But I can I can understand why the Mavericks don't have Siakam atop their wish list. The next thing we've heard about the Mavericks and Pascal Siakam is from Jake Fisher. Jake Fisher, a friend of the show from Yahoo Sports. Mark Stein, friend of the show as well, too. Should, should plug that one, Dallas, Dallasite. Jake Fisher said, other teams mentioned for Pascal Siakam, such as Dallas and Philadelphia, don't appear as viable destinations at this juncture. He went full Derek Harper with that one. Dallas has long rebuffed inquiries for Josh Green. That was another thing he said. I'll, I'll mention that in a second. But Jake lists Indiana, Sacramento, and Detroit as the teams that NBA execs have been talking about for Pascal Siakam. Doesn't necessarily mean trade rumors, but other executives across the league have been talking about those three teams as possibilities for Siakam. Now, the Sacramento, let's go through some of those. The Sacramento one came up, Shams reported it, and then like, what, four hours later, Shams reported that they Sacramento were, was not interested anymore. So, okay, cool. <laughs> what a weird turn of events. But apparently Sacramento is not interested anymore. I guess you could also say the Mavericks are not necessarily interested if he's not atop their wish list. So maybe you put the Mavericks in that category. I'm not taking any either of those teams out, I don't think. Detroit doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It, they probably have more that they could offer, especially if they got draft picks and they've got a bunch of young guys and all that. But like Pascal Siakam, there's, he, he's got some say in this, I think. Specifically when it comes to uh, what's happening between him and the Raptors. Well, why are the Raptors trading him in the first place? So Pascal Siakam is now on this rebuilding team. They went and they traded OG Ananobi. They've got Scotty Barnes. They've you know brought in Emmanuel quickly. They're starting to this rebuild, like a soft rebuild. Fred Van Vliet is gone. Obviously, like Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard are gone. Like the teams that he's known in the past to have made the playoffs in that are gone. So they're looking to, to move on. There's also this story that came out from TSN uh, up in Toronto that had some interesting things to say about the relationship between Pascal Siakam and the Raptors. Masai Ujiri, who's I think the president of basketball operations, the GM of the Raptors, Masai Ujiri and Toronto's front office cut off almost all communication with Siakam last summer, leading the seven-year vet to wonder whether he has been, <laughs> whether he's being punished, according to a source close to the player. That's uh, from TSN. They also say that as a pending free agent, Siakam holds considerable leverage in what happens over the next month. January is upon us, and he is no longer eligible to sign a long-term extension with a team that acquires him mid-season. Same with what like Kyrie was. And so now teams are going to be looking for some kind of assurance from him that he'll be able to, that he'll sign with them. And there's been all kinds of rumors in the past about he won't, he doesn't want to sign anywhere else. He wants to stay in Toronto. Remember that from the last couple of years? And so TSN writes, meaning that Siakam and his camp essentially can block a trade to a specific destination or any destination if they choose. Think of it as a no-trade clause without actually having a no-trade clause. It's a little bit looser than, like, if you're going to be a restricted free agent, but it's still, I mean, it makes sense that they would have this kind of deal. So TSN continues and it says, it's led a couple of league sources to wonder whether the, the Raptors' unusual and at times disrespectful treatment of Siakam dating back to last summer has been intended to force his hand or worse, 
push him out. Whew. So that's why Pascal Siakam is, is on the trade block at all right now. Like, there's a bad relationship between both sides. I don't know what's going on on the Raptors side of things. It's just been weird overall up there. Uh, and so I'm not really sure exactly what's going on with the, with the Raptors. I don't know if the Raptors know what's going on with the Raptors. But Siakam is now available. And Sacramento doesn't seem interested. Detroit doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Indiana is one that also Jake Fisher mentioned that I think could make some could make a case for it. So go listen to Lockdown Pacers. I'm sure uh, I'll make Tony East talk about this if he doesn't talk about this. Um, And so if you look at it from the Mavs point of view, you say, "All right, well, try and make sense of this for me." Another another team that's been brought up is the Hawks. Let's do this quick. Uh, Brad Roland from Lockdown Hawks said this about the about. Pascal Siakam and the potential of him. It's harder for the Hawks to justify trading what they have for Siakam when they are 14-19 again on an expiring contract. The messaging is out there about him not wanting to sign an extension, trying to make a push. Your alt, you know, so trying to make a, a push your chips in trade with where where the Hawks are right now is pretty short sighted. It's not impossible, but it'll be hard to pull off as a value proposition. Indiana is not necessarily in that spot. Sacramento is not necessarily in that spot, but both of those. Both of those places are not necessarily places that players want to re-sign or want to go to and sign in general. Those teams frequently talk about that they don't get free agents and blah, 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 blah. They got to build through the draft and all that. And so could the Mavericks be the one, again, to be just crazy enough that all, everything dries up, that all the, the Pascal Siakam trade rumors and all the offers dry up and the, the Raptors are sitting there going, dang, we really screwed the we really screwed the uh, the Mountie on this one. And then they go, all right, well, we've just got to go with something. And then they go with the Dallas Mavericks who are just crazy enough. Coming up, I'll tell you what the trade offer could be. Should the, Rap- should the Mavericks be crazy enough to do it? And uh, would the Raptors accept? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates for your job. You've got a bunch of jobs if you're a hiring expert. I, I hire for our team, and I know we use LinkedIn Jobs. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have a when you have quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So you should check out LinkedIn Jobs as the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows the small businesses are wearing so many different hats. You might not have time or the resources to hire. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. Again, linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions, they do apply. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you that are listening to the show daily, that are subscribing. I'm meeting so many of you, and I love it every single time. All right, Isaac, let's get into the um, the Mavs side of this. So doesn't seem like they're, he's atop their wish list. But if all of a sudden the Mavs are in a situation where they go, hey, no one's trading for this guy because the Raptors have screwed this, and so he's trying to leverage the situation, and he doesn't want to re-sign in Indiana, Sacramento, and Atlanta doesn't want to give up the, the assets for it because they're not good enough this, this season, and they don't think they can re-sign him, and Detroit is here, and Philadelphia doesn't want to because they think they can re-sign him in the summer, and all of a sudden you're in a spot where try it. It's one of those, like, what's the Joe Burrow quote? F it, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere, and you just chuck the ball down the field. And so maybe the Mavs try it. So here's what the Mavericks could trade for Pascal Siakam. Follow me on this. Siakam is making uh, 
$37 million this season. So you've got to match the salaries and it can get a little tricky with Josh Green. So I'm going to do the non-Josh Green ones first. A Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, Omax, and Hardy, and a first in two seconds is like, that's a bunch of stuff you could send their way if you want to try to make a good case. You've got Omax, Hardy, a first, two seconds. Like there, there's some there's some value there with that. Like that, I, to, me, to me, honestly, like that is good value for a Pascal Siakam. Plus you've got the contracts of Holmes and Tim Hardaway Jr. They wouldn't necessarily want those two players, but they come off the books not next season, but the year after that, they'll be expiring next season. And so they're not that bad of contracts uh, if, if you consider that. And so if you look at that, you're like, all right, well, okay. I can start to talk myself into it. Like that is an offer. If the Mavs want to do it, I don't think they're going to want to offer the first and Omax and Hardy and honestly, Tim Hardaway, like in, and honestly, Tim Hardaway Jr. Because you're just, you're losing a lot at that point. You're losing a lot of future assets. And do you want to bet on Luca, Kyrie, Siakam? Lively and either XM or Derek Jones Jr. Still got Grant Williams. Like, is that your team going forward? Because then you'll then you'll have two first round picks this summer. And but you won't have as many contracts because you're losing Tim Hardaway Jr. and Holmes. Still got Maxi that you can trade. But all of a sudden you're like, all right, the next move we make has to be like the championship move. Is this one a championship move? I'm not sure. I think that's honestly a fine offer for Siakam, though. Another one, if you want to do the Mavs offer a little bit less, let's say they're like, all right, we don't have to offer as much. Grant, Grant Williams is in the deal. Maxi and Holmes for contracts. Omax, a first, and then the two seconds. Honestly, that one to me is pretty good too. If they believe, if they believed in Grant at all, if the, the Raptors did, and they're like, okay, I think we can, I think we can do a Jakob Pertl, Grant Williams, uh, RJ Barrett, like Scotty Barnes, you know, Manuel quickly. Like if they vision that and squint really hard and can see how he would fit into their, their scenario, then I think they could go with it. Um, but Omax, but Omax, a first two seconds, depending on how they value Omax, I would think that Omax would be a Toronto player. He just really seems like he would fit what they want to do. And so to me, I, I think that one's honestly pretty fair too, depending on, I also would value Grant more than I would value Hardy at this point in the NBA. And so maybe that one works too. And for the Mavericks, you're losing Grant and then Maxi as your only rotation players. You're replacing him with a, with, replacing him with a better forward that play. He plays like 37 minutes a game for the Raptors. So honestly, that one's pretty good too. The other one that can get a little bit complicated: Siakam for Grant Williams, Omax, Josh Green, Holmes, and the first. Again, I'm 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 sending a bunch because the Mavs have to beat. They have to beat some offers. I don't think they're going to have no offers to beat. But you do that, and you're losing Grant and Josh and Omax, but Omax is not playing right now. So you're just losing Grant and Josh. You're replacing with Pascal Siakam. You lose Omax for the future. You lose the first for the future. And the thing about Josh Green is his contract is a poison pill contract because of the extension. So the Mavericks would be taking it. The Mavericks would go into luxury tax for this trade. The other ones, they wouldn't. They're like $3.46 million away from the luxury tax. This is going to get pretty nerdy here. But they're three, like three and a half million dollars away from the luxury tax, and uh, and if they do this trade, it puts them like it takes their 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 uh, their number down by like six million, and so that puts them into the luxury tax. And I don't think they'll want to do that because not because they can't afford it, <laughs> like not not because of that. That's really not an issue anymore for teams. Um, it's because you don't want to be in that first apron. And be in that second apron and like have the penalties that are going to come from being in that spot. 
later down the road, especially if you're not a title team like right now, which I think this trade might put the Mavericks in that spot. But those are the deals. Let me know what you think about it. Am I giving up too much for Siakam? The problem is you got to outbid somebody. You got to give up things that, the, that other teams will want. You can't just be like, give them Maxi and Dwight and give them Rashawn Holmes and give them that, that like, okay, cool. Like that would maybe match the salaries <laughs> up to a certain point. But if the team's not going to want it, they're going to find a trade somewhere else. You've got to give them stuff that they want. Maybe I'm giving up too much for him. He was all NBA twice. He's a very good player. Not the perfect fit, but the Mavericks may not have another option like this that comes up that is all of a sudden like, oh man, this guy could be available and the Mavericks could get him because all these other teams are bowing out for because it's a weird situation. And like, same thing with the Kyrie thing. They got Kyrie for what dimes on the on the quarters. <laughs> it was not necessarily pennies on the dollar because they did give up stuff, but uh, it wasn't like a full superstar trade package that the Mavs had to send out. So maybe it's less stuff. Maybe it's, you know, the, the Tim Hardaway Jr., Holmes, Omax, Hardy, and that's it. Like, maybe they don't have to trade the first going forward. That would be awesome. I don't know if the Raptors would be interested in that. I don't know if the Raptors are interested in draft picks, though, either. But if they would just take, like, Tim Hardaway, Holmes, Omax, throw Hardy in, then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I would feel good about that trade if I was the Mavericks. I would feel good about it if I was the Raptors, too. You're not losing Pascal Siakam for nothing. You get Tim Hardaway's contract you know, whatever he can bring to you. Uh, you can trade Gary Trent Jr. Then you've got Omax, you've got Hardy that you can invest in. I think that, I think that's, that it's pretty good. It's not great. It's not great, obviously for them, but you're at least getting something for him. So that's what I think about Pascal Siakam. Uh, my answer to, do the Mavs have a chance? Like, sure. Sure. If they want to push their chips into the table, but I don't know if they're going to want to do that. I don't know that they look at this team and go, all right, we're one, we're one player away. Maybe they do. If the player is Pascal Siakam, then, then they maybe do. The other thing is Pascal Siakam is not like the elite defensive player that they need at that spot. He's solid. He's been good in the past. Maybe him and Lively and like Exum or Derek Jones Jr., like them together would be better than what the Mavericks have right now. But to be that title contending team, I think they have, I, I still do think they have to have that elite defensive player at that other spot. And so... I'm not like 100% sold on pushing a bunch of chips into the table for Siakam and making a trade that maybe puts them into the luxury tax, maybe loses some future assets and future players, loses Omax. I'm I'm still a big believer in Omax. <laughs> I'm still a big believer in Omax. I'm a believer in Grant too. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't like hold them so close that I wouldn't give them both up for for a Pascal Siakam type player. But I would hold them because maybe you can package the three first-round picks this summer with them for an elite defensive player. That's the other thing about this is if you blow your if you blow your load now, if you play all your cards now, then you won't have them for the summer. But you don't know who's going to be available in the summer. That's the other thing. You're rolling the dice with all this. Nico Harrison's rolling the dice with who he doesn't trade for, who he does trade for. I mean, it's just all who knows what could happen. All of a sudden... Something could happen this the rest of the season, and then all of a sudden we could look up and be like, "Hold on, is is Anthony Davis available? You know, like is 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 somebody available that just doesn't really make any sense?" And you go, "Okay, well, let's go all in for that player because that player would change everything that the Mavericks do if it can be an elite defensive player." I just threw Anthony Davis as the first defensive name that came to my head. So let me know in the comment section what you think about Pascal Siakam, what you think about uh, a trade for him. 
There's all kinds of different avenues to this. There's all kinds of different trades that can be made. We'll just do that. We talked about Pascal Siakam for a good, good amount of time today. Let me know what you think about in the comment section. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the subtext. There's extra stuff on there. I'm doing things all the time. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.